Ladies and gentlemen, this is Talking About Balls. I'm Justin George, sitting here with my dude, Kyle Price. Kyle, what is going on? Not much, man. Just getting over a cold. Yeah, Kyle doesn't sound too good, so I figured we would save this for on-air. A little couple surprises for Kyle. I like to do a couple things that he has no idea that's coming, because it's fun to me. Oh, so, first thing we're going to do is we're going to do a vocal exercise, because Kyle's a little throaty, <laughs> a little under the weather, so we'll do a quick one. So, repeat after me, Kyle. All right. Ow now, brown cow. Ow now, brown cow. Susie sucked seven soft, stiff dicks. Susie sucked seven soft yeah, it's, it's, stiff You have to dicks. say both. Yeah, yeah, it's an idiom. Okay. Soft, stiff dicks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, perfect. All right. Sound better roll. already. Let's um, go. All right, anyway. Uh, that Susie's a whore. So that, was, that was the first curveball that I wanted to throw at Kyle. I did have another one that I wanted to do because we just got back from vacation, and I know we told everybody that during the show or, or during our vacation we would update everything, but I feel like in true fashion, if we're on vacation, the show's on a vacation with yeah. us. It literally took a vacation. And I'm okay with that. I think that that's, you know, I don't want to do some half-assed thing by a beach just to put it out there for people. I want it to mean something, and we didn't have anything to do. Um, But while we were there, Kyle and I, we had a lot of good talks about the show in the future, and we're very excited for what's going to come. And uh, with that being said, I did a lot of soul-searching on myself. I believe I came out of this trip a better person. (laughs) I think think Kyle can attest to this. I'm a better man. You worked on that. yeah, I worked on myself more than anything. There's a lot of self-help seminars down so there. Much. So much. Yeah, like, I didn't understand it because it was all in Spanish, but I went to a couple. And uh, I think I came out a better person at the end of it. So, with that being said, I want to start this episode off doing something I never thought I would do. And that is issuing an apology. <laughs> so, okay. So, let's get into it. So, Hold on, what's the date today? Eleven six nineteen. It's also going to be the day on my on my tombstone. I, I just, just want to <laughs> make sure I remember what date we're, we're doing this on. Okay, so, you know, many, many moons ago, many episodes ago, we did a the Chopper Chuck segment. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm, I don't want to pat myself on the back and toot my own horn, but it fucking killed. It killed. And I got a lot of great feedback. And I also heard a couple things that some feelings got hurt because of it. And so with that being said, with this time away from the vacation, I was able to reassess the show and and think about the future and even think about the past a little bit and and people and things that are no longer affiliated with this show right now. So that's why a big apology is coming from me. So again, I did the segment. I knew I hurt some feelings. I ruffled some feathers. I may have said some things that were a little out of line. So... I just I don't want it I don't want to be looked at in a, in a poor light anymore. So I would like to issue a major apology to the recreational sport of softball. That's all I'm apologizing to is the game of softball because that's all I made fun of in that segment. And I just I can't say I'm sorry enough to the sport of softball. I hope I didn't hurt you too much. I hope people didn't quit because I, I made a, a joke about fake gay people in a dugout. Um, I hope. You know, fans were still showing up in flocks to watch these late night games of people sipping beer and swinging softball bats around for for nothing, for not nothing at all, not even televised. Um, so I truly apologize to softball, and I don't want to hurt softball's feelings anymore. So I, I jokingly said when we first started the show that softball would be a banned subject on the show, and I'm going to go back to that because I don't I know how sensitive softball is, and I just want to say I'm sorry to softball. And I didn't mean anything by it, by making up a complete fake story that somehow was sought at sought as one of the most offensive things I've ever said. Apparently, so sincere apologies to softball. Um, I reached out to softball. Softball 
is not a person, so it can't email me back or anything. <laughs> no, but I reached no out comment. just like <laughs> no comment. Oh, okay. their, their people had nothing to say. Did you email them at softball.com, some dot org? Yeah, I did softball at yahoo.com. I just took a shot in the dark. It, so far, they're probably still in the AOL no response. Ages. Hotmail. So. Yeah, I just wanted to say I'm really sorry to softball because, you know, apparently I was way too vicious on softball. I can't wait for softball to respond back to your so, apology. So, you know, we'll see. I mean... That took a lot, man. You feel okay? Yeah, I'm a great... I feel great now. That's a huge that weight off my w- shoulder. I, you, you look different I, I right look now. I look great. I feel amazing. My gosh. Like I you. didn't know that I could hurt in a... F- <laughs> in basically, in an anim- it's not even an inanimate object because it's not an actual object. It's a, it's a, it's a sport. I didn't softballs think, have feelings. They're wound pretty apparently, tight. Apparently, like, yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, you could really get under a softball skin. So I wanted, yes. you know, that was my apology. So Formal. You, so you sat the entire vacation, all those seminars we went to, yep. those self-help books you've read, I saw on the plane Yeah, yeah, that's end. all I read. Yeah, the I, whole time. I, I, I saw a change in you. I'm not going to lie. Uh, know, while we're on vacation, but I didn't know it was coming to this. You kind of caught me off guard with this. Yeah, I know. That's why I, I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want to tell you that I had a big, big apology for another softball. Another curveball, pun intended, yeah, coming absolutely. my way. Another, like, another very throw, slow, can you throw underhand curveball. Curve curve ball? Ball? I don't know. I'm oh. sure you can. I guess we'll have to ask softball. If I'm sure some that. people would tell us that there's pitches you can do in softball. Prob- probably. But, I just yeah. know the one. It just goes up and down. Again, I want this on the record that I apologize only to the sport of softball. Well, you know what? Congratulations, man. Thank I feel you, I feel real steps. good. Thank you, everybody, for listening to that. I appreciate you all being here. That took a lot. Took well, a we lot can just end the show. Drained. We can end the show yeah. now. I mean, that's pretty I've much... I've never run a marathon because I'm very lazy, but I feel like this is how I would feel afterwards. Wow. I am drained after that. You better, uh, you better, you know, get the some The word uh, sorry coming out of my mouth is either... <laughs> emotionally draining or it's very insincere there's no other way around you need it. a nap i think you need to lay I'm, down i'm dead if it, it's almost eight o'clock right now i'm ready to go to sleep well, we should probably try to push through the rest of the episode but i'm very proud of it's you it's not gonna be easy it's very, be, very becoming of you while we're on the topic of sports that are played on a diamond let's talk about one that people actually give a fuck about ladies and gentlemen the world series just ended a couple of weeks ago with or maybe a little about a week ago actually yeah it was like halloween night wasn't it i think the night night before, before it was okay right. so congratulations <laughs> to the 2019 World Series champion Washington Nationals did it in seven games. What a great series, truthfully. It was just really good baseball. Um, So, you know, crazy to think that the Nationals won it all. Um, You know, they were, that's the danger. We've talked about it before, the danger of the wildcard team coming in. They they came in hot. They have great pitching. The, The rest of the team just clicked, and it worked. So, congrats to them. And a quick kudos to Jan Gomes and Asdrubal Cabrera, yeah. two ex-Indians. Hats off to those guys. World and Series Jan Champions. Gomes got to play the last game. Yep. He was, that was catcher, awesome. Yeah. He got the last out. I didn't think they were going to win that. I mean, that, that they didn't take the lead to, what, the sixth, seventh inning, I think, in game seven there? Yeah, it was late. Yeah, I honestly... It Houston, was like one nothing. Well, Houston was dominating for a while there. Yeah. The pitching just was out the door. And then they made that pitching change and... Wheels fell off. So, yeah, it was a really good series. Uh, congratulations to them. I, I It was cool for me because I went into it not giving a shit about either team. So no. I don't care about the Astros. I have a little bit of bad blood towards them because they swept us last year, but it wasn't like a rivalry thing, so I can't be too mad at them. And uh, the Nationals don't give a shit about them one bit. No. So it was just a cool World Series. I got to go in as a non-fan, just enjoy it, and that's what I did. Uh, part of me wouldn't have minded seeing Michael Brantley get a, another, uh, get a World Series ring, but at the same time, fuck Justin Verlander. Uh, you know, Astros won a World Series a couple of years ago. I don't like seeing guys win more than one. I'm from Cleveland. Yeah, I, and I feel like Houston kind of is like the 
evil, not evil, but the stepbrother of the Yankees. They've bought a lot of their talent recently. Yes, exactly. That's you know, exactly what they did. Before that, they used, yeah. they, they home grew their talent. They already had a really good team, and the next thing you know, they're like, well, we'll just trade for Zach Granke. Yep. We'll, you know, here's Garrett Cole. Let's trade for Justin Verlander a couple years ago. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they just like they just did everything out of the Yankees. Let's sign Michael Brantley. Yeah, right. like, those, are, those are big moves. I, I mean, Carlos Correa... Jose Altuve, they do have some homegrown well, yeah, guys. I'm saying they had homegrown before yeah. that, but then in the last For few sure. years, it's like they went but, and just opened right. a checkbook. That's what happens when you when you consistently win. You make a lot more money. You can spend that money. The Indians tried to do that with uh, Edwin Encarnacion and guys like that. Didn't pan out the way they would have liked it, but the uh, the Indians owners are cheap and very um, impatient. I guess would be the best way to put it. But yeah, so very good World Series. Um, very funny to me that Bryce Harper, first year gone, goes and signs that huge deal with the Phillies, and you what know, do you think was going through his head watching that. Oh, he was pissed. I bet pissed. he was so devastated. It, it, I mean, that's got to crush you as a player to know you were there and you were on almost identical. It was almost an identical team. Yeah, nothing changed really when he left. No, yeah, I mean, they still had the great pitching, and then with Bryce Harper in your lineup, that should only make your offense that much better, and. They never won anything, and then now Bryce Harper leaves. Boom, first year World Series. Bryce Harper didn't even make the fucking playoffs. With Chose the that money over sticking with the team. Exactly, and that's that's going to make the double-edged sword for the Indians here coming up with, uh, with Frankie. Are they going to want to spend that money on Frankie Lindor seeing what other teams did? Because right. you look at the Manny Machado deal that he got with, with San Diego. What did they do? Nothing. nothing. You, you know, you, Half the time you forget San Diego even has a baseball team. And Manny Machado signed there for $300 million. And then Bryce Harper did the same thing. And, you know, you look at Albert Pujols is going to be making a ton of money forever. Miguel Cabrera's contract with the Tigers is ridiculous. And, you know, he's... still got like three years on his contract. Yeah, he's still got a few years left at like... 15 20 million a oh, year he's making something bank. crazy yeah you know those last two years he's gonna be doesn't he he's designated now to his dh i think yeah i mean he, the, he, the, he's basically immobile yeah and just, they're still barely paying him 20 million second, a year yeah. because they gave him that massive contract and they're stuck with it so you know it, it's gonna be a tough thing for the indians to decide i mean maybe i'm a little biased just because i'm a fan but i think frankie lindor is that good of a player to where you pay him you're gonna get the same kind of effort no matter what not yeah, to say that how Bryce old is Harper, Frankie? What twenty three? Maybe a little older. Maybe like yeah. Maybe like twenty twenty three, twenty five. Okay, so you I would signed say him to a ten year deal. I'm thinking what between eight and ten years. So you have him up till he's thirty three. It's still all of his prime. Baseball years, you're still good. Yeah, that, I mean that's all of his prime, and then you mm-hmm. can cut him loose after that because you got him for the big chunk of his career right there. I yep. mean, are the Dolans going to do it though? No, no, hell no. He's gone. Um, but yeah, I think Lindor's the kind of guy that you know. It'll be interesting to see what he does. Is he going to take the money or does he want to win? Because he seems like the kind of guy that wants to win. But at the same time, it's hard to <clears throat> it's hard to say no to that kind of money. But he makes so much money off his endorsements, though, too. I mean, with New Balance, he makes a good amount of money. Right. But it's weird. That's the thing with athletes. There's no such thing as enough. True. They're I all wish, about I wish, money. I wish I had that problem. So, uh, so there were some interesting things that Kyle wanted to touch on with the World Series. I'll let him take it away here. Yeah. So the, the two things that I wanted to touch on big time was the Steven Strasburg thing. So... MVP of the World Series. Yep. Um, Had a great series. out of his mind. Yep. Um, two days, two days after the World Series is over, opts out of his contract. Yep. Now, I don't know the answer to this, and I apologize for not researching it more, but did he have the option in his contract to opt out, or he just say, fuck it, I'm done? Oh, no, no, no. That was an option. Was like, that okay. was him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he had four more years left in his contract, right? Yeah. I, I think 
I think the way it works with baseball. I've never like, heard of someone having an opt out with four years ago, though. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I'm not 100 percent on his contract, so I'll look it up too while we're sitting here and talking. But I do know that there were like certain deadlines that they had to do, um, a certain date because like the Indians had to do that. The Indians declined an option on Jason Kipnis. They right. they, they took the option for Corey Kluber. Uh, excuse me. Um, so there's a lot of different things that had to happen. Um, in the, the the final couple days of the season, so yeah, he here it comes. Yeah, yeah. So Steven Strasburg's contract is fuck. It just went away. I had it. I swear to God, I had. It. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting to read it. I believe you. No. So it said here, um, Strasburg signed a seven-year, 175 million dollar extension to remain with the Nationals in 2016. With the extension, Strasburg became the first national to receive an opt-out clause in his contract, which allows him to elect free agency after the 2019 or 2020 season if he desires. So that was just a special clause he had in his Who contract. Who the fuck signed off on that? And I guess they didn't think he'd want to do anything. That's smart for him, though, because he just won the World Series MVP, showed that he's worth a lot more than what he was making. Right. And now he, he I mean, he, there's a good chance he could stay with the Nationals. This could just be like a restructuring thing. So does this set the precedent for anybody else who's coming into their contact contract soon that's going to try to start working that same kind of clause into it? You know, hey, yeah, I want to sign a 10-year deal, Frankie Lindor, right? Yeah. But I want the option after year four to do what I want to do. Which I think that's great. Sure. Because look at the Miguel Cabrera contract. You right. Think, do you think the Tigers are, aren't kicking themselves for not offering an opt-out clause? Right. Whether it be, I mean, I, I think if you're the the team, you have to give a team option also. You can't just say it's only a player option because right. what player that comes out there and sucks dick is going to go, well, I want to I want to opt out. They're going to go, fuck you, I'll just keep collecting this check. Right. So I think you have to make it fair if you give them a team option and a player option. I think more players will do that because the player is going to have in the back of their mind, if I play great, I have the chance to go make more money. If I play poorly, they have the chance to get rid of me. I mean, he really bet on so you, himself. Yeah, exactly. You have to bet on yourself. So I could see a lot of guys turning that down because if they get a huge contract, they're just going to say, fuck it. I I'm, I'm, I want to sit here for 10 years right. making this much money. So I mean, I think it's cool. I, like I, mean, it. I think it's cool because the season, the year that he signed that contract, he's coming off – He's coming off like two years of like injuries. Like he yeah. had multiple injuries back yep. to back. So he signs his contract, and then yeah, he, remember they put him to the bullpen last year, right? He bets on himself, and he goes from there, and it's what he does this year. I think it's good for him. I just think it's it's one of those things where people are going to look around like, okay, all right, now I see what I can do, or I, I can do with my contract and yeah. go from there. I think it's going to set and a precedent. As an Indians fan, I would be okay with that. Like like hypothetically speaking, let's just say we let's say we do the same thing, right? Let's say we sign Strasburg. Right now, because he's a free agent, we sign him to a 10-year, $300 million deal. And he has an opt-out clause after one year. He comes here, we win the World Series, and he goes, eh, see, I'm out of here. I'm only going to play one of the 10 years. I would say, fucking sweet. See you later. Thanks for the World Series. Right. Like, I'm not going to be bad about it. Right. And uh, like I said, I think it has to go both ways. Because if you do sign a guy to a huge long-term deal and he sucks ass, you should be able to get rid of him yourself. Sure. You, you shouldn't just give them all the You all shouldn't the be tied to these contracts. No, right. I get it, yeah. So I think if you're going to allow the players to have options, then they have to allow the teams to have options, and I think that's only fair. Do you and think I, he re-signs with the uh, Nationals? I, it's hard to say, because the Nationals didn't want to spend all that money on, on Harper. They let him go. They win the World Series. Strasburg has injury history, and you know a pitcher is only going to keep getting hurt. We, right. we learned that with Corey Kluber. Hopefully that that plague ends, but um, it'll be tough. It depends on what he's looking for. If he's looking for another like ten year, you know, two hundred fifty million dollar contract, I could see the Nationals turning it down. Where do you think he goes if he doesn't stay with the Nationals? Highest bidder. 
The Yankees? Highest bidder. I, I mean, it might not even be the Yankees, truthfully. The Yankees have a pretty good pitching staff. Uh, would that make sense? Yeah, but I could see, like, you know, some random team that just needs a star to put asses in the seats. So they're going to pay them. Like, like, I could see the Giants. You know, somebody like that. Right. Send them out to the West Coast. Um, well, some team just lost Garrett Cole, so yeah. Um, there's an opening there. I don't think they're going to want to <laughs> pay another few hundred million dollars, possibly. Um, which leads us into the next topic I want to talk about, which was uh, Garrett Cole, who was sitting nice idly by on the bench in the bullpen for Game 7. You're clearly your best pitcher on your roster. Um, No-brainer. No not, <laughs> not, even, not even used. Um, they don't go to him in that, when they pull out the starter, which I still don't get to this day why they pulled the starter out when they did in the middle of an inning like that. Um, he wasn't used. After the game was over, he immediately took off his Houston Astros hat. Uh, walked, walked to the <laughs> dugout. I mean, walked to the locker. And then I guess there was some behind, behind the scenes footage I watched that had the reporters wanting to talk to him. And he's like, well, why, why? And then finally he reluctantly said, okay, I, I'll talk, but I'm representing myself. And yeah, he put on he his agent's hat yep. and then went up and talked and answered questions. Smart move. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I, I, I like it. I like I like that fire. And we'll get into the we'll get into football in a little bit. Obviously, you know, we're gonna talk about the Browns people. Put your seatbelts on. It's gonna get ugly and bumpy. <laughs> but you know, I want a guy with that kind of fire and that kind of passion. Right. Like I've been a Browns fan for my whole life. I've seen such shit. I've seen so many players week after week lose. And this really irritated me a few years ago when I when I started learning about the ins and outs of like players because of Twitter. I would I would see people tagging Browns players on like a Sunday night at some nightclub downtown. They're out there clubbing, and I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, we just fucking got killed today. Like yep. we lost by 30 points, and you guys are out clubbing. And I just think to myself, like, these guys don't give a fuck. And that really like that. I'm a fan, so obviously I have a little bit more passion. These those guys, obviously, it's their job. It's a paycheck, but to see a team or a player play like shit, lose everything. And then they're like, well, fuck it, let's go to a club. That irritates me. If sure. you're, if, I've, I've said it a million times, and I stand by it. I, I will always say this. I hate losing more than I like winning. You said it a couple times, I think. Yes, and you're... I'll probably say it once an episode, because when the Browns <laughs> lost on Sunday a few days ago, I was fucking, my blood pressure was up. I could feel my, my fucking face was red. Like, I could tell I was just pissed. It ruined my fucking day. And if they would have won, I would have been like, oh, cool, that's sweet. And I would just went about it. I'd been happy. Yeah. But when they lose, it ruins me. It cripples me for the fucking day. I'm just pissed off about everything. Sunday was just one of those days. You're just like, Are you, I, I don't I don't know I, what I to say. I was watching my TV in disbelief. And, yeah. and you know, like, I, like I, I won't get into it too much because I have a lot to say on the matter later. But like you said, I, I like when a player has that type of fiery passion because he's pissed off. He knew his worth. He knew. Yeah. He, he, and not even that. I think it's just he just watched his team lose the World Series and he knew he could have helped. He did, they didn't over they didn't turn over every stone possible. Exactly. He looks at that as we we could have. Why didn't you use me? I would not have blown the game like that. I love that. I love yeah. that mentality. I don't I don't want him to just be like, oh, you know, it was a great team effort, and you know, we went he out. Could have put him in the middle of that inning. Gone. Washington's a good team. Yeah. <laughs> he could have gone what two innings, an inning and a half, and mm-hmm. save that lead mm-hmm. enough time to get their closer. Who their closer is pretty good. Um, it's it's and game him in. seven. Use everything. You There's can. nothing left. You, Absolutely. If you're worried about Garrett Cole's arm, a, he's not an Astro after that game, regardless. So if I'm if I'm who's their manager, Brad Mills still. Yeah. So if I'm Brad Mills, I'm no like, no AJ something Hinch. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I, I oh yeah yeah Brad Mills was years ago yeah. there. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I'm thinking to myself like yeah I'll let this guy throw till his fucking arm falls off right. if he's doing well because a he's not going to be with us more than likely next year and b 
I won a championship. And you had it and right you there have, in the you know, palm of your hands. Spring training starts in February or March or whatever, so you have six months to, to let your arm recuperate. You're going to be right. fine. Um, that's just me. I'm the same kind of way. Like I said, I hate losing, so any means necessary, do what you have to do to win. Right. Um, so I love his passion, and I love that he, he took that as a slight, and he left the game and said, well, all right, fuck this team then. I'm a free agent. Right. And he well, he didn't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? It's not like he was still under contract and he was, like, throwing a temper tantrum and, like, not representing the Astros. He did it by the book. He was officially, as soon as that game ended, the season's over, in my opinion. He's no longer an, an employee, not an employee. Of the He made it a point to say that. So so now this offseason, we have a lot of pitchers on the uh, the free agent market. Yeah. And I'm, it's, I'm curious where they're going to go. Garrett Cole, I don't know where he's going to go. It's going to be weird because the, <clears> the the pitching market has shown that it's it's tough out there. Like, Craig, Krim, uh, Craig Kimbrell... Took him a long time to get signed, and he was one of the. Then uh, Dallas Keuchel, Dallas Keuchel just pitched a hell of a year for the for the Astros, won a World Series two years ago. I think he had a Cy Young. Yeah. Next thing you know, nobody's signing him. Nobody wanted him for for most of the season. Like that's fucking crazy to me. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting world out there for him, and I'm I'm curious to see where he goes to. Those are two big prospects, Strasburg and Cole. Yeah. I, I don't know where they end up. I think it's because position players. I, uh, obviously, they have better odds of staying healthy than a pitcher. Mm-hmm. You know, well, the shelf life is a little yeah. longer for those guys. Yeah. So, so when you have a, a positional player that's out there, you're willing to give him a, a huge contract, like Machado, like like Harper, guys like that. When a pitcher comes along, you're like, eh, I, I'd rather get somebody a little cheaper than a, on a smaller deal. And everybody's so Verlander. Verlander has like the fucking Benjamin exactly. Because imagine if you sign Steven Strasburg to a ten million dollar or a ten year deal for three hundred million dollars tomorrow. Right. And then after his fifth start, blows his arm out, Tommy, Tommy John, John surgery. surgery. Yeah. He's out for at least a year, might never be the same, you know, this and that. Then you look like a fucking dick, and you, you owe him all that money. So that's why I'm, I'm okay with the with organizations not just throwing money at pitchers. And I would wish that, I wish they would stop doing the same thing for positional players. I think that – I've said it before on here, but I think baseball needs a cap. Um, that's never going to happen. And, and not even just caps. I don't think they should have everything guaranteed. They right. should they should have better ways of structuring their contracts because you could really fuck your team up and I, I I thank the Lord every day I wake up and I pray and I say thank you so much for letting us get rid of Nick Swisher and Michael Bourne because those were some of the worst <laughs> fucking contracts in, oh in my baseball God, I history. Remember my... So but yeah, that was my two points for baseball and to bring up. Yeah, no, 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 I like it. Um, nothing really to report, but NBA season started up. Cavs are actually looking moderately decent, although they only have two wins, so let's not get too carried away. I think they're, what, two and six or something like that? Yeah, but they look good. Yeah, but they're very competitive, and that's what I said. I think the head coach, uh, great at developing young talent. It's a shame that he's about 70 years old, so just about when this team starts to turn the corner, he will die of natural causes. <laughs> so <laughs> we will... We have him for like three years, I think. We will so be they... in the search, and that's about what his doctor <laughs> said he's got left, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. No, but you see the different things put in place, you know, um, the one thing we're not used to in Cleveland is ball movement. Mm-hmm. Um, only because we had that that guy who wears number twenty three here for so long. Um, Never heard of him. Right, exactly. Um, but he uh, he moves the ball. They run the they run the offense through through Sexton and and Kevin Love, which I love the high and low. But they play good games. I mean, the games I've seen, they almost beat uh, Boston the other night. Last night, I, w- I watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it cut was it close. close up to the end there. Like they they played a very good game. And Boston's one of your best teams in the East. Yeah, the you could the, the Cavs youthfulness showed at the end because I was watching. I caught the last like two minutes of the game. <clears throat> And there was literally like 56 seconds left. We were down by three points. It was our ball. So I'm watching like, oh, shit, like we can cut this lead to one or we could tie it up right yeah. here. And 
Kevin Love threw up a horrible play. Like the offensive possession was really bad. Uh, we didn't score. They went down. We, they missed a shot. We didn't box out. They got an offensive rebound, scored really quick. So they were up by five with like 35 seconds to go. So I'm like, shit, going to be tough. Probably not winning this one. Then we turn it over right away, yeah. gave up another basket. I'm like, okay, so this is the youthfulness. Like they right. can't close. Um, but that's going to come. But I mean, they were in, they were pretty much in that entire game yeah. back and forth. The which one is thing good. I'm worried about though is that the better that Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love play, which they're both playing lights out right now, the more susceptible they're, they're going to be to a trade. Which, me personally, I love Kevin Love, so that one's just going to be a sad one for me. But at the same time, losing those veteran pieces are really going to set you back. Because I, I, any anybody with an expiring contract at the end of the season, I think is as good as gone. And I think one of those guys is going to be Jordan Clarkson. I believe his contract, he's a free agent at the end of the year. So he'll more than likely get traded, which he actually does a lot of scoring for us. So he's, yeah. he's kind of a crucial part of our offense. So losing him is going to be tough. I just I expect it to happen. Uh, I need Chetty Osman to take that next step. He's that right there, but he I, is. He he he's, he gets close. And he's he, got his toe right on the edge, right. and he's just he's afraid to take that extra step. And then you know they, they gave Larry Nance Jr. a good contract in the offseason. I think that was just to save face. That was just to show the fans like, hey, fan favorite, local kid. I don't. I mean, Larry Nance Jr. But it was a, a team friendly contract. That wasn't it that, is. like crazy, right? But still, so was like, Osman's contract. The way too. they announced him, yeah, like, oh, Larry Nance contract <laughs> extension. Like I'm supposed to do fucking cartwheels. Like we signed over his it. dad yeah. back to play. In the Great. Game. I would rather watch his dad sometimes. <laughs> Um, no, I, I do love Larry Nance, but I just think it's like the way this team is set up. You know, we're we're probably not going to be that great. No, and they'll, they'll make it. They'll make each game con- interesting, right? And as long as they they stay competitive and they 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 hustle, because last year our defense was atrocious and that was painful to watch. And they're like, playing good defense. This and year. They, exactly, yeah. if they keep that up and they keep up that intensity, you're going to win games. That's how you get better. I haven't watched much. Gar- is Garland coming along pretty well? I've seen, like I said, a little bit of the games, but truthfully, I've watched just that little bit of the yeah, Celtics I mean, game because he seems like he. The season started when we were we were in Punta Cana, yeah, yeah. and I wasn't able to watch many games. He seems like he's uh, he's doing well on, on the ball. He's shooting okay, but it's it's not there yet. I mean, of course, he's still a rookie. Right, it's early. But those two in the backcourt are going to get it together. Because look at Colin Sexton. He didn't know how to shoot a fucking ball till more than halfway through the season last right. year. I think he, when everybody start, was like, this guy's terrible. When those two click, it's going to be interesting watching yeah. those two play. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Should be fun. Uh, next up, NCAA has agreed to allow the players to make profit off of their likeness. In, within the next four years, yes. which is like the big... We'll get to it in four years, and we'll figure out the exactly. rules. Exactly. Basically, it's their way of saying we hope you guys forget about this because we're not going to bring it up again. Yeah, it's like as soon as California passed it, I think Florida passed it, and I think that's when NCAA is like, "Fuck." Yeah, like it's we got to get out ahead of everywhere. This, yeah. So you might as well do it. Um, yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it's going to lead to you know obviously selfishness here, but it's going to lead to NCAA video games coming back. I am so pumped. That's the biggest thing I'm happy NCAA about. NCAA football? I Absolutely, love recruiting man. on that. Me oh too. Oh my god, did I love Building it. Building your pipelines, recruiting yep. all the good players in. So now and you're going to get it and you're actually going to have to use the players' names, which is going to be cool. And you know what's really cool about that too is the fact that honestly back then and I heard this on the radio the other day. I was listening to 923 the fans. Shout out to them. Um but cuz they listen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um the guy in Sundays, I forget his name. Um the barbershop dude. He was talking about the fact he goes back when the NCAA football game was going on. It seemed like more people cared about college football. True. Because people would play the video game and play these teams and be like, oh, number number 12 is really good. So you'd watch him on a Saturday or something yep. because you'd be curious to see who that is. Why is he so good? Is he a Heisman Trophy person? You know? 100%. Yeah, and, no. and it brought more interest and intrigue to the game. When that game went out the window, the viewership for football maybe went down a little bit and you noticed it. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I agreed with him too. And I, I can't wait for that game. To, it's probably going to be like a couple years, obviously. But right. EA or 
already released a statement that said we're ready. Yeah, whenever, no, whenever you're ready, we're ready. I loved it. I, I, I'm so happy they're doing that. I think you, you shouldn't be able to tell a person they can't make money off of their own name. I think that's absurd. Uh, just the NCAA's way of trying to screw these kids over. And I'm not saying pay people to play, but let them. You know, if if a guy's really good and a and he's getting paid to go sign autographs somewhere, let the fucking kid make some money. Who are you to like? He might blow his knee out tomorrow playing this game for free, yeah, for your school and never get a shot at the NFL and his career's over. Right. Let this kid go make a little bit of money by playing football because he may not have another shot. Yeah, those that to get, he's gonna go uh, sign some autographs at twenty thousand dollar check. He's gonna get exactly. And, and and you know, there's other players, and this has been you know in any sport, even basketball, you know, whatever for college. There's always like a fan favorite that you know is like that guy's never going to make it in the NBA, but like uh, who was the guy for Ohio State? Aaron Kraft. This is fan this favorite. Everyone loved him. White dude. But you knew, yeah, that you knew this guy was never going to work in the NBA. <laughs> no. But while he was in college, that guy could probably could have made a fucking killing selling jerseys, signing autographs, yep. being the face of the Ohio State basketball team. And then he goes to the NBA. He was there. He had a. He, he was there for a cup of coffee. He was very brief, and uh, nothing ever in, came he's to over it. In Spain now, I think. Yeah, nothing ever came from it. So let this fucking kid take advantage of that fame when he's right. got it. He earned it. Put some money aside for him, his family. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. Absolutely. When a guy's playing his ass off for a college program, let them make some fair money on the side for for what they're doing. So did the ruling? I don't. I, I didn't look too much into the ruling, and you know, I should have more research on it. But does that for every college sport? Truthfully, I don't know. I, women I, I included assume, too. I, mean, I would assume I, not to be sexist, but I mean, I, I would assume women. Yeah, no, as well. I would think. Um, so, like the the water polo team is going to go out there and just make some money off their likeness, is whatever money yeah. you can make. Um, it's interesting because I brought up a point before that we started recording. I figured we'd save it for the episode. It was about you know, is this going to ruin recruitment for the smaller schools? Um, and you brought up a good point. My point was, I think that the schools that get more national presence on TV. The power uh, schools. Ohio State, USC, Michigan, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They're going to get all these players to come there because the players are going to go there just with the hope of getting their name on a TV so they can use that now to go and be president of a car dealership down the road and get some money for it as opposed to going to play for Ohio University or Bowling Green that they're not going to be out there as much um, and they're not going to get as much money or even the chance to make money because they're playing for such a small school. And you had a good counterpoint to it. Yeah, so my, my thoughts on that was that it's it, I, I almost look at it as it's no different. You take away the money, you look at it as what college does a kid want to go to? Do you want to go to Ohio State where you know you're going to be probably ranked, playing for a championship? However, the talent is so fucking heavy, you you better be on your A game or you're going to fall on the back burner. Right. And then you could, if you're, if you really believe in yourself and you go, you know, I'm the best fucking quarterback or whatever position player, whatever sure. player you are. Um, if you think like I'm, I'm this good, I want to go put a small school on the map. So I'm going to go to Illinois and then it's like, well, shit, you know, Illinois sucks, but damn, this guy's really fucking good. Right. He's the only guy you talk about. Whereas Ohio state, that same player could be great, but you're going to look at it and be like, oh, he's really good. But JK Dobbins, Justin Fields, you know. Chase Young, these guys are all better. Those are the names you're hearing. Those are the guys that, that are getting phone calls to do autograph signings, to you know hold events and things like that. Not to say you're a bad player, but there are a few a little bit higher on the pecking order. So I look at that as I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference for a kid because I just think it's going to come down to how how badly they want to do it. Because I know like when I was a kid, and you know just 
I'm talking like young when I was playing like video games in like the late nineties, I would think oh, that's of, like, like forever ago. Right. But like, I'd always create my own player on Madden. I do it all the time yeah. now too. And when I would do it, it would always ask you what college. And you know, back then I'm like, oh shit. I mean, obviously still now I didn't go to any college, so it doesn't matter. But like back then I'd pick a college and some, some of my thoughts. ITT Tech. And no, but some of my thoughts, especially when I'd make my own guy for uh, NCAA, <clears throat> I would pick a, a shitty school. So you're the best person. And exactly. Yeah. I'm going to go out there and dominate. And I'm going to put fucking North Carolina football on the map. I would. I, I like North Carolina, so I pick them a lot. You like the colors. I get it. It's fine. I'm a big fan. And uh, <laughs> Tennessee, the volunteers. I was always, I have family from Ten- there. Oh, okay. So growing up, I was always like, I knew about Tennessee. So I would always pick myself to be there. And then I found out like, oh shit, Peyton Manning went there. And then like. Years later, I'm like, oh, Dante Stallworth went there before he murdered a guy with a car. But like, accidentally. Yeah, that's that's they want you to think. The sun was in his eyes. <laughs> yeah, he, he, it was just as accidental as uh, Jeffrey Epstein's death. <laughs> there, I got one in. Everybody happy? <laughs> yes. He snuck it in. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I would always pick like these little schools that like were unranked in the game right. and like they they sucked, and I would just want to make them better. And next thing you know, like, boom. My care, my guy in the game is you know the, about to win the Heisman, and we're ranked top five. Like it was cool. I love right. doing that. Like I want to go from nothing to the top. Right. And, well, so that's, I think, back to the video game point. I, yeah. That's what I miss about that game. Right. I loved it. It's, I loved and it. And I so can't much. imagine what it's going to be like now with all this new technology and yep. the system. It's going to be fucking great. I can't wait. But, but yeah, so no, I, think, I get it. You know, I, I see your point. I guess my point, my first thought initially when I heard that was, well, this is going to fuck all the little guys. You know, all the I colleges. just think I think recruiting is essentially going to almost stay the same because the the coaches are going to be selling you on the same thing. You can come here and you're going to learn how to be a pro. If you come to Ohio State, you're going to be obviously on national television every week. You're going to be, you know, highly coveted, talked about everywhere. And then if you get recruited by a small school, they're going to tell you the same thing that they've always said. They're going to say, listen, we can't offer you the publicity. We can't offer you this. But if you come here and make a name for yourself and put us put a, put the team on the map, that's all you. You get all that credit. Right. And I think the money is just going to kind of stem from there because regardless of where you play i think it's you're going to be paid by talent yeah if you're good people are going to want to pay you it's no different than any other sport like there's guys on shitty professional teams that they still get paid they though. still get paid a lot of money and they still get to do endorsements like baker mayfield's in every goddamn commercial and that guy sucks so. <laughs> <laughs> uh he's having an off year sir sophomore yeah, that's slump. an off year makes johnny manziel look like a pro bowler <laughs> Well, he changed his mustache up this week. He's good to go now. Yeah, and we all know when a, when a Cleveland quarterback worries about his facial hair, things always work out. <laughs> um, Billy <I'll>, Manziel. <laughs> to, uh, wow. To, to wrap up that, though. But, yeah, so, A, I'm excited about it. I, I, the, I think what's going to happen is going to be a lot of good stuff for the NCAA. It's about fucking time. Yep. Um, and um, – I'm just like you said. I'm more. I'm more happy about the video game aspect. Yeah, that's all I really care yeah. about. No offense, basketball but, and football both. Yeah, no I can't. Offense. I can't fuck wait all for those it. kids. I don't yeah. care about it. I don't care if you get ten dollars. They, they can all get their car. commission checks for three cents a month or whatever. They're going to be getting paid because uh-huh. these kids think they're going to be making a killing off this video game. They're yep. out of their fucking minds. Nope. But EA is going to sign a, a clause on there and be like, "If your ratings not above eighty, you're not getting shit." Exactly. It's going to be like here. You get literally get the bare minimum. You get a check for two cents a month. I just can't wait till EA doubles their employee size to have uh, game day adjusters for college football. My now. favorite thing is going to be. When the disgruntled players start tweeting pictures of their royalty checks, and we get to see them literally get checks for like a dollar, it's gonna be so funny to me. I'm gonna laugh my ass off. Uh, your rating dropped below eighty. You're only getting five dollars this week. So, oh, I, we skipped one thing. I wanted to say really yeah. quickly. Um, going back to baseball, quick shout out because it literally just oh, happened yeah. like an yeah. hour ago. Roberto Perez, defensive player of the year. Wow, Congratulations look at that. to Roberto Perez. What a move. That I mean, that's. Uh, 
when, when we traded Jan Gomes, I was like, what the fuck are they thinking? Roberto Perez is now going to be our everyday catcher. Then they traded Kevin up. Pilecki, and I was like, man, what the fuck are the Indians doing? Certain people and thought Kevin Pilecki was a great trade, though. I heard I heard a lot about that. <laughs> it's because of his roots. Oh, the roots? <laughs> the roots. Where do you go to college? Uh, I don't know. Some small school. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they boil things there. I don't really understand what their their name. They is. make stuff. They yeah, make stuff there. There's something, some school in Indiana that something about crab boils or something. I don't crab remember boils. the names. I like lobster it. boils. The lobster boil. Um, but yeah. So shout out to Roberto Perez. That's actually pretty impressive. I did not see that coming. I know he had a great year, but I guess I didn't really pay attention to how great it really was. Yeah, I didn't. Even, I mean, stats wise, I guess I didn't even care. But yeah, he did a good job. Analytically, he had, like, his bat was on fire great. this year yep. too. Um, <laughs> like. He hit more home runs this year than he did in his whole career leading up to it, I think. Something right. like that. It was he's gonna nuts. he's gonna get tagged for HGH next year, you know. It's uh, a thousand percent. Expect to not see him for eighty games. <laughs> Defensive player of the year and MLB's gonna be like, Can you hey, just pee in this cup a little more for us? Can't take that trophy away though, <laughs> yeah, I don't true. think. So fuck it. That's true. Uh but no awesome. Shout out to him. Yep. Uh let me take a swig of beer. Uh, he's not drinking white claw, just for the record. It's actual beer this week. No, so Kyle was drinking even though we're not getting any promotion or, or payment for him, he was drinking a Three hose from Saucy Brewer. Shout out to Saucy if you ever want to sponsor us, please do. And it was the only three hose in my fridge that Kyle had left over. So I love I that like, you stuff three hose in your fridge, though. It's impressive. Uh, I stuff them other places in the house. You just can't see them or smell them yet. <laughs> you're you're a married guy now. You shout can't out stuff to three hose shout anywhere. out to Lime for killing killing <laughs> the scent of dead bodies. Um, so he was drinking a Christmas beer, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna drink one too." So I'm drinking a Twelve Dogs. Well, or in November. Clearly, it's Christmas season. I know. I'm, uh, Fuck Thanksgiving. I mean, do they make a Thanksgiving beer? Is there? A- I mean, they could. It's probably just leafy. Shout out wheat. to Saucy for the stuffing beer that they're gonna make. I bet that's gonna taste delicious. I would fucking try it though. Because it's a it. Saucy I beer. Doubt it would be good. But, um, all right, so let's get into the the nitty gritty, the do, thick of it all. Do we have to the yeah, the unfortunate unpleasantries of every fucking Sunday in my life for the last thirty years. Let's talk about the Cleveland goddamn browns and their issues and you know i did the segment a few weeks ago the tough love and i didn't want to mean any of that stuff i just wanted to get that off my chest and lo and behold it's looking like the prediction of the fucking year because i nailed everything baker think, mayfield looks like a fucking bust i think they listened to you and they said it's the playbook to go by this year yeah i don't i don't think they even have a playbook i truly it looks like backyard football and i'm not even trying to like i'm not tr- okay let me preface all this when I when I got into the debate with our former co-host about that my baseball line that I made about being able to bunt and stuff like it's that, like Voldemort, the name, the, he yeah. who shall not be named. Yes, there are no names here because right. I, you know, I don't want anybody's. No one's feelings can get hurt if you don't Softball. mention people by name, and I don't want anybody to like get offended if I say anything or to even try to gloat if I say their name of like huh, I'm not there, but they're still talking about me. I'm just bringing up a segment and. What I said to get into that disagreement argument there, I, I was kind of like half joking. <laughs> Kyle just showed me a meme. It's pretty goddamn funny. Um, but anyway, so so I, I, I don't want to do that here. I literally mean what I say when I'm saying all this right now. Our offense looks like they don't have a fucking playbook. They, it yeah. looks like they call hike and they just go, all right, let's see what happens. Because if you look at a couple plays on Sunday, there were a couple times where like two guys were standing in the same area. And you'd see a pass, and it's to nobody, and you're just like, who the fuck was he even throwing to? Like, what was that? And I'm just watching it. Like, there's just no structure. It doesn't seem like these guys know what they're doing. Um, 
some of the play calling is just so fucking head scratching and well the the funny part about it is when the play comes in you see baker covers his ears so he can hear it right right then he looks down at his wrist yep and then you see the look on his face yeah like he just has like i don't fucking know what i'm doing right now uh, i don't even have this one on the play like let me preface this by saying i I like baker as a quarterback i think the talent's there i think his skills there i think there's a bunch of shit going on up here that he can't unboggle right and he needs to figure that out because i hope to god that's the case because for me as a person that's gone to the draft every year a person that for whatever reason i have found a passion in watching guys play football and looking for specific things I don't look at stats. I mean, I do, don't get me wrong, but I don't care about stats. When I watch like a college game... You sound like Freddie Kitchens right now. Did right. you hear about his, his thing yesterday? He's an idiot. He's like, bottom of the... They're like, I'm sorry, not to cut you up. No, no, like, you're good, you're good. Baker's the bottom of the stat sheet this year for quarterbacks, and he literally said, stats don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> to a guy that's two and six when he's about to get shit canned. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, but like when I'm watching a guy, like that's one big thing. Like That's the the, the most infuriating thing for me. As a Browns fan, I've spent so many years arguing with people over which quarterback the Browns should get or who I would want. And the number one argument I get from a, from a normal fan is stats. They would look at a stat from a guy and be like, oh, this guy's great. Look at his numbers. It's like, okay, don't look at college numbers and give them any thought, really. They right. should pay minimal, minimal precedent in anything. What you should be looking at, footwork, accuracy, how they release the ball, like little things like that. That's what I look for. And when I watch Baker Mayfield, right now, he looks like a guy that I wouldn't even want on my fucking list of people to draft if he was playing in college. He, is, he, he isn't able to read a defense. He's, he, I hate to admit, Rex Ryan was, was right. He looks like a one-read quarterback right now. His accuracy is garbage. His releases are garbage. He gets too many balls batted down at the line. He misses so many open players. It's Like I said, it looks like he can't see the field all the way. And... He didn't look like this last year, so it's weird because you know he has that ability to do these things well. Yeah, he looked like the quarterback last year that you're describing that you want to look for, right. the footwork, the accuracy, the and release. And he doesn't have any of that this year. And that's why I truly None think someone just mind-fucked him. Yeah. I'm blaming his wife. You think it's because he got married? He got fucking married. I, I, I've, I mean, they don't call him the ball and chain for nothing. You know <laughs> what I mean? He's he's dragging ass I noticed you're walking around a little slower a nowadays. Little bit, you know, that and that apology I did in the beginning of the episode really took it out of me. <laughs> wow. But like, she's, think she's about really it. changing you. Think about it. Back, you know, a year ago, Baker was living the bachelor life. He's just playing quarterback. He's out there swinging his dick around town, living the life. Now he's got to come home and say, yes, honey, kiss her, kiss, kiss her on the lips before he leaves. Oh, I'm, I'm just running to the store, babe. I'll grab you whatever you want. He's got to walk oh, all the way across the field to get her fucking straw. I was going to read the playbook, but you want me to do the dishes. That's fine. So yeah. He's got to do the household yeah. chores. I'm sure she makes him take out the garbage. He and packed on a couple more LBs, yeah, too. Exactly. He does look. He, he did look really fat some, on Sunday. Some extra, some extra meatloafs down there. Uh, he should have kept the beard because it was covering his chins because he looked like shit after the game. But I honestly think that, and I'm not going to 100% blame him getting married, but no, I was, I was being Baker's sarcastic. offseason, though, was filled with a lot more than football. Yeah. Commercial shoots, because like you said, he's in every fucking progressive commercial, which, mind you, I think those commercials are hilarious. Right. But he shot commercials. He had endorsement deals. He did all. He shot commercials with Hulu. He got married. That took up a lot of time. We know how planning a marriage or a wedding is. That takes up... Well, for the husband, I'm not quite sure. I really just yeah. said yes or no. But um, <laughs> And... and he had all that stuff going on, and then you had a, he didn't get time to work with Odell. He didn't get time to work with any of the players in the offseason because of all this other shit going on. I'm not trying to give excuses for the for the kid, but there's no way that 
like you've referenced before, Space Jam characters came out and sucked the talent out of your body. It's there. The skill level's there. Because you see flashes of it sometimes in some of these games he's playing. You see flashes of Baker from last year. Somewhat. Where, where he makes the throws. He makes the good throws. He makes those quick reads. He Quick one reads. He re- Yeah, exactly. He, he reads it. But someone else, as someone mentioned too, that that, that pass that Odell was wide the fuck open in the fourth quarter last week. Does Baker of last year make that throw? Yes. Yeah. I think this year he's overthinking too much. He pump faked that one to Jarvis. It brought that linebacker in, and that's what gave the double coverage because he Jarvis was open. Right. If you would have thrown it right off the bat, that would have been a quick up the middle. Jarvis would have dove forward, first down, moved the play on. But because he second-guessed himself, and I don't know. I don't know what's there, but you're right. He needs to unmindfuck himself and See, move on. See, I, I personally don't blame any of the off-season stuff. Personally, this is just sure. my thoughts sure. on it. Um. Because I look at other quarterbacks, I look at Cam Newton's been in commercials. He, you know, he was the face of some yogurt or whatever. He went to a Super Bowl, won an MVP. Peyton Manning commercials, hosting SNL, all this funny shit. Two-time Super Bowl champion, MVP, Hall of Famer, Eli Manning commercials, this and that. Two-time Super Bowl champion. So I'm not gonna blame because I, you know, commercial shoots like that. I'm sure they were all very quick. Didn't take up much of his time. I'm I'm not gonna fault Baker for doing stuff like that. The whatever the fuck is wrong with his head, if that's it, I think it could just boil down to defense is adapted to him. Sure. And he isn't showing that he's talented enough to overcome that. And that's my big fear, is that he literally just isn't good enough to overcome because I'm sick of the bullshit with like the oh I love controversy and I play better with controversy, yeah. blah blah because no, you, you don't. Shown it yet. No, yeah. you don't. You actually play like shit, <clears throat> and when you get controversy, you play worse. And we, we're, we're shitting on him right now, but he honestly, if you just pull back just Baker last week, had a good game. It was decent, he, he statistically didn't get, wise. He didn't th- turn the ball over. Right. I think he was, what, 89, 90% um, quarterback, or 90 quarterback rating, I think. Yeah, it might have been something like um, that. I think like a... What was his percent passing? I don't know. Either way, he didn't have a horrible game. No, he didn't. But that's the thing. He he played just well enough to be a game manager. Sure. He played just well enough to keep you in the game. I need my number one overall pick to make big plays to win the fucking game. And that's what irritates me more than anything. We had opportunities to win that game. And Baker just shied away from everything. He was still inaccurate. He was still looking like he didn't know what the fuck he was doing at quarterback. And I agree. I think they should have had a little bit of more camaraderie in the offseason with Odell and Jarvis and guys like that. But at the same time, you know, it's it's week nine in the NFL. He's had every week with them since practice. He had a bye week. It, at this point, how much more time could he really no, fucking need I with get these it. guys? I guess the sophomore slump thing really is true, though. But. It, is it? Because look at Lamar Jackson. Is it? <laughs> ah, well. Yeah, I don't know. Saquon Barkley, is it really? The <laughs> He's having an okay season. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, I'm not giving up on Baker yet. I, I don't I, want to give up on him, but I am. Yeah. I will say I'm super fucking down on this guy. And if he doesn't sure. pull his shit together, I will be the first one to say, draft a fucking quarterback. I'm, I'm, I'm not sitting around with these fucking quarterbacks anymore. Yeah. I'm not giving them their full contracts to go, oh, well, we took him in the first. We got to give him another year. I've seen a bunch of apologists on Twitter all week doing that for Freddie Kitchens, and they're like, Oh, well, oh, that asshole needs to go. Bad teams are the ones that fire the coaches all the time, and we don't want to keep doing that. And it's like, no, if, if something sucks, you get rid of it. Like, if a girl dates 10 guys in a year because all 10 of them beat her the first day, are you going to go, 
You got to stop breaking up with your boyfriend, Susie. Like, no, they're fucking beating me. I'm done with this. You got to power through. Yeah, yeah, you should just suck it up. (laughs) You're going to look like a real whore if you keep (laughs) trading boyfriends. But, uh, But, yeah, that's my issue. They were talking about that with Freddie Kitchens, and they're saying, you know, Oh, you want stability and this and that. And it's like, I've seen eight weeks of this isn't stability. This is garbage. This team looks worse than fucking the 0-16, 1-15 Hugh Jackson team, truthfully. Hugh Jackson sitting at home right now going, The effort, the effort from everybody is garbage. Ha. The the lack of leadership and the lack well, of... I'm getting tired of the same old hit play responses that Freddie has after every game. Oh, it's everything's the same. It's, oh, we had a good week of practice. It's... Uh, you know, we just need to work on some things. Guys are trying to get better every day. Oh, we're not worried about the record. We're, we just got to work on We're working Sunday. on this week. Yeah. yeah, we want everyone to get better every day, and I think he's taking steps forward. It's like, no, you haven't. You guys are getting fucking worse. Does he get fired if he loses this week? Hmm. Here's the question, actually. This week, no. I, but if he loses to Pittsburgh on Thursday, back-to-back losses, is he gone? Yeah, I could see that because that's – because We notoriously fire coaches after Pittsburgh games. Well, yeah, but you also play you play Buffalo Sunday, and then you play against Pittsburgh three days later, you yep. know, four days later, whatever, on Thursday night. And so then, then you give yourself ten days in between. And the one thing that I want to preface before, excuse me, I just spit everywhere. The one thing I want to preface before I say this is when you fire Freddie Kitchens, you're not firing him to to pick an interim head coach. The stupidest response I've seen from people, and this is a shout out, no offense to Chipper, but his response the other day was like. Because Kyle made a post on our Facebook page and it said, like, does Freddie Kitchens deserve to get fired or whatever? And Chipper's response was, well, who are you going to find to replace him on that staff? And it's like, I'm not worried about that. We'll let a guy interim for the half season. You have two head coaches on this staff right now who could run the team for six games. Exactly. And I'd be okay if they did it by fucking committee. I don't even need a new head coach. I still like my idea. That a, Let a fan, fan do it. each week gets to choose. Could it be worse? <laughs> Fuck Could it no. Be worse? Exactly. I've played Madden long enough. I know what plays we can run. So that's that's my takeaway on it is for yeah. the people that are asking who's going to take over. It'd I don't Munkin. fucking we all care. Know that. It'd be, More than likely. Yeah. And it, it, or even, it could be Steve Wilkes. I, I really i am not sure. It, it could right. be anybody regardless. It's the principle of you're getting rid of Freddie Kitchens because he's supposed to be commanding the locker room. He's supposed to be the leader of this organization, and he has no control over anything. The, the players doesn't look like the players respect him. The locker room's lost. I agree. I think the locker room is completely now, gone. After after the shit show, like I, I forget what image I saw. Oh, it was of the of the of the Patriots and the Browns game, and it showed the sidelines. Did you see this online? No. So you know how there's that yellow line that runs across the field where players are be on the on the sidelines where players are supposed to stand behind it. Yeah. So <clears throat> it showed an image of the Patriots. And it had every player behind, either sitting on the bench or standing right behind it in a line, all huddled together, professional looking. Shoot over to the other side of the field, and you see Browns players all the fuck all over the place. Yeah. In front of the line, behind the line, next to the, you know, just no organization whatsoever. I'm not saying that's the, but I'm saying that right there speaks to what that coaching staff. Right. That's a guy that is trying a little too hard to be buddy-buddy. You could tell that those guys don't fear him. No. You want to be the head coach, you want to be loose, but you also need them to fear you. If you talk to any player on New England... Oh, they you, don't cross Belichick. Exactly. Not to say... I, I get it. Bill Belichick is an anomaly. I'm not trying to say Freddie Kitchens needs to be Bill Belichick. I get it. He's not. But it doesn't take much to ex- command it, respect out of your Be players. the fucking head coach. Yeah. Put your foot down every once in a while. I mean, we joked about it, but Jermaine Whitehead went off on a fucking racist cracker tangent, and... Well. It took them 
12 plus hours to officially release the guy. He had he got Twitter suspended. You know how hard it is to get your account suspended on Twitter? It was suspended pretty fucking quickly. And his got suspended right away because he's threatening to kill people, calling people crackers. And then his Twitter account got shut down. The Browns still took about, you know, 12 to 13, 14 hours to officially... They had to confirm that he wasn't hacked. Exactly. They had to officially release him hours later. I would have mailed that guy a fucking Greyhound ticket and said, take a bus back to Cleveland. You're fucking cut. You're not even getting on the team flight. Right. And, you know, I mean, obviously, whatever. I I still would have caught him... The minute you you, you land you in Cleveland, absolutely, you're not done. wait till the next morning. So then it's news all over of oh, yeah. this Browns player goes on this race racist thing. Right. There was a moment what there the where I thought that the Browns it. were going to just keep him. And just, yeah. the Browns put out some fucking half-ass statement that's like, and they still put out a half-ass statement uh, the next day. Freddie we don't K- agree with this. And yeah, Freddie Kitchens comes out and says, "Oh, a statement was released yeah. last night." Like they have said, some what, more are your, what are your thoughts it? about the Whitehead situation? He goes, uh, "We released a statement. I stand by it." Like. Have you an know, opinion. Have some balls. Have an opinion. He, that's where he should have. He could have won the locker room a little bit and said, "Like, you know, this shit ends now. These guys are playing too loose. We're playing like shit. They're going off on Twitter, acting like idiots. We're done with that. Yeah. It's time to fucking focus." That's Absolutely. what he should have said. You know, maybe he's saying that behind the scenes. He's not going to say it to the I fans and to the media. But I just I at this it. point, I don't think so. I don't he's think anybody trusts him. He's yeah. a good old boy. Larry the Larry the football guy. Nobody <laughs> fucking cares about him anymore. Well, that leads me into the question of: So we get rid of Freddie Kitchens. Who do you want as the next Browns head coach? Uh, it's tough to say. Um, I mean, there's Matt Campbell. Still talking about Matt Campbell. They're still talking about Lincoln Riley, possibly. Even though Lincoln might not want to leave his comfortable home in Oklahoma right now, but who else would have a better connection with the uh, good old quarterback there than, than Lincoln Riley? Yeah. Yes. And no, because then you also have, um, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of college coaches. Truthfully, like Matt Campbell, I only say the name just because it's been linked to us for so much. I haven't really like done a ton of research on like up and coming coordinators or anything like that to be head coaches in the future. But I you really still got McDowell out in in, um, in New England. His name's always Ermit out there. Yeah, I don't. I don't want him. He's a fucking nutcase. After what he did in, uh, to the Colts yeah. and his his shitty year that he almost ruined the Denver Broncos in one season, <laughs> he can go fuck himself. I want nothing to do with Josh McDaniels. Um, but yeah, I haven't really looked too much into it truthfully because I'm more focused on like the current Browns. And unfortunately, as long as he's here, Freddie Kitchens is the head coach. Um. So, I mean, that's a topic for another day to do a little more research. But, like, you know, typical names, it's funny because even on the radio locally, they they were talking about, you know, Mike McCarthy, Matt Campbell. Like, there's a lot of rumors. And where there's smoke, there's fire. I, I think, uh, like, a, like, a month ago, there were a ton of rumors coming out that Freddie Kitchens was close to being fired after, like, the Seattle game. And, you know, I was like, no way. That's bullshit. Right. And the more I watch every week, the more I'm like, actually, I get it. Because this guy makes some fucking dumb decisions. Like, going for it on fourth down with Baker good move i'm okay with it we didn't get it clear as day didn't get it challenged it lost a fucking penalty uh, right. timeout just some of the decisions we make uh and then that's at the end of the game there we 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 couldn't stop the clock under two minutes they got the ball and they, they just, just need to kneel down just, yeah three two three kneel kneel downs game's over we had zero timeouts to do anything about it that's on the coach that's poor clock management yep and those are things that cost you football games. It was a one possession game, and we had zero timeouts under two minutes to stop the clock. Right. You don't give your team a chance to win in that situation. And I'm not saying that a timeout or two would have done anything differently because of the way Baker's been playing, truthfully, in this offense in general, it's playing like shit. So would we have won? More than likely not. But at least I can't say it was Freddie Kitchen's fault. Right. And nope. that's my big issue, too, with a lot of fans. 
that there's there's Baker defenders, and I think it's an overall clusterfuck from top to bottom. And I told my friend that John Dorsey deserves blame. Look at what John Dorsey did. Before oh, the that coaching trade search deadline. was fucking bullshit. Well, the coaching search was bad, and then like there's people that come out, and this is another thing that irritates me that are like, well, they said it was Baker's pick. Baker picked Kitchens. What player is going to come out and go, yeah, I really didn't want this guy as my head coach? You, you support everybody, so you'll never know the truth behind what really right. happened. So I can't fault any specific person other than John Dorsey had to print up the contract, so you can blame Dorsey if anybody. Um, but back to Dorsey. Dorsey already traded. I don't even think we talked about it in the last episode. We traded Austin Corbett yep, before the trade deadline. Some low end. For, yeah, some draft picks. He traded Carlos Hyde within his first year on the team. He just traded Jannard Avery, who was another one of his draft picks from last year. Um, so just a lot of decisions that that John Dorsey's made so far have not looked so great. No. But because we were a little blindsided last year with Baker's success, we just thought, like, John Dorsey's the fucking man. He knows everything. He did bring in good talent, though. I mean, I, I yes get it, no. but at the same time, I mean, he, he well, okay, he made the Odell trade. That's going to be the biggest one. His yeah. draft picks that he had last year, aside, you know, were decent. The year before that was, yeah, the year before that was him, too. No, he was his first draft was Baker. Was it last year? Yep. Yeah, so what, Denzel Ward and Baker were last yep. year? Yeah, I mean, he had a good draft picks last year. Right. He made good signings. He he made some decent trades, too. You know. Yes and no, because, again, these this all go back to the tough love thing that sure. I talked about. Baker's played like shit. Baker's on the cusp of being a bust. Not a good look for John Dorsey. If... Is it Baker that's bad, or is it Freddie Kitchens and his coaching that's making him bad? Because, again, John Dorsey. Right. And then you go to the fourth overall pick, Denzel Ward. I mean, the guy's missed more games than he's played. You saw him get smoked a few times on Sunday. Like, I mean, they just picked yeah. on him. If you want to be a he lockdown He should have had that court, interception. Yeah. He, he dropped an interception. He got smoked by Sutton in the end zone. I mean, if you're going to be a lockdown corner especially a guy in his first fucking career NFL game. Well, that Sutton touchdown wasn't his fault. He should have had that interception. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you shouldn't a, – a, a rookie quarterback or, or a first-time quarterback right. should be terrified to throw your direction. Sure. Remember Richard Sherman when he was a lockdown quarterback? They didn't even throw in that direction in a game. Right. There were times where a, a head coach will literally just be like, okay, if he's lined up on the right, we're only throwing to the left. Sure. That's just how you do it. Yeah. That's a lockdown quarterback. If, if, if this fucking kid, Brandon Allen – didn't even think twice about throwing He's the it at Denzel Ward. second coming of John Elway. He played like Basically, that Basically, yeah. So. Well, apparently all Denver quarterbacks do great against Cleveland. <laughs> but he didn't even think twice. He just picked on Denzel Ward, right. and Denzel Ward got smoked a few times. Like, that's embarrassing. It's tough. And I'm no, not I saying Denzel Ward's a bust, but I'm just saying, like, he's not looking like some no, it leads super back to the, stellar No, it leads back pick. to the Dorsey thing you're talking yeah. about. No, I get it. Austin Corbett was the 33rd overall pick or whatever. That's that almost a first-round pick. Horrible, yeah. He was a bust. Never saw the field. We had to trade him. Nick Chubb. Great, probably you know maybe the best player in the fucking draft last year, arguably He's top um, three running back in the league right now. Yeah, so great pick. And then you go to like Jannard Avery, looked decent, but apparently had some issues, so we traded him. Um, off the top of my head, I don't even remember the rest of the draft class from last year, but well, that was this year. Yeah, oh, yeah Mac Wilson year, yeah. this year. Mac Wilson looks decent. I mean, nothing Poor special. Mac Wilson getting caught up in that Twitter thing because he's trying to be like the yeah. positive player. See, that's that's why I hate it. Like, just if you're a pro like, athlete, he's trying to be like shitty, he's trying to be like you know, stay off social media. Right. <laughs> he's trying to be out there and be positive. Like, oh, don't give don't up on bother. us. Don't even and bother. Don't even bother. Players are eating him. People are eating him alive right now. Just fucking stop. All of our linebackers suck, by the way, at, at any coverage. We can't cover a fucking baby with a blanket right now. They're so goddamn bad. That's one need we need to go after in the offseason. Them and they line. Like Joe Schobert's putting up Pro Bowl numbers. 
but he couldn't cover fucking me and you if we were lined up a tight end <laughs> for some reason. That guy just can't do it. Um, not that that's Dorsey's fault, but like I said, you know, just top to bottom, everything from this organization is embarrassing. You have an owner that's committed crimes and could potentially, you know, <laughs> could have bought his way out of going to jail. You have a GM that's made some very questionable decisions. You have a head coach that everybody thinks is a fucking clown and doesn't know what he's doing. Your quarterback is a fucking dickhead. He he showed up, for those of you that didn't watch the game or didn't watch any pregame, shows up to Denver with a full beard. No, 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 it's handlebars. No, 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 he showed up with a full oh, beard. Did he? I got to blow my he, nose. Go ahead and talk. Go ahead. So he gets off the bus, full beard, goes out there, warms up, goes to the locker room, everything. And uh, shaves, shaves it into a Fu Manchu to be Mr. Funny Guy. Oh, it's mustache November, whatever. I'm Baker Mayfield. I look like shit, but I'm going to wear a funny mustache. He Goes up like there. Sam. He looked like a fucking dick. <laughs> Goes up there, plays mediocre at best quarterback. And then he's so embarrassed by his stupid mustache that before he even does his post-game press conference, he shaves it off even more. <clears throat> and it's like, if you're that fucking worried about your mustache <clears throat> instead of winning games, go Fuck yourself, dude. That, that's To me, that was close to being the last straw with Baker when he was shaving his fucking mustache. That was close to it? Close. You're not done yet, though? I'm not. I'm, I told you, I'm there. I'm right there. The fuse has been lit, and we're getting closer and closer to the bang. You know what I mean? Um, uh, but, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm literally disgusted with everything on the Cleveland Browns. I'm disgusted with Baker Mayfield. I'm disgusted with Beckham. I'm disgusted with Landry. These two fucking dickheads are out there worrying about their fucking cleats instead of just just go out and win football games. Right. The fun shit comes later. It is shitty, though, that the NFL cares about that. When you look around the league, I think last Sunday, shoes are shoes. I get it. It's whatever. I don't, I don't fucking care. You can wear flip-flops out there if all I care. But the fact that other teams, players, had similar colored shoes on, but no one ever told them to change it during the game. There's like two or three other players that played on Sunday that had like multicolored shoes like that. Right. And they never told them to change their shoes. And Beckham should understand that though. Beckham is one of the faces of the NFL. You are under a microscope. Just go win. Winning solves every fucking problem. The man can't do anything unless he gets the ball. When he got the ball on Sunday, he looked pretty good. I agree completely. However... Also, going into that, he has a shit ton of drops this year. It's absurd the amount of drops he has. Well, he is he not like throw himself. It a little bit lower, maybe he'll catch it. Right, and a lot of some of them though hit him right in the fucking hands. And <laughs> no, that's, I know, you know. I know. So it, it, again, it's for, just honestly it, for the first time everybody's I was really played like he, shit. He caught, he caught the ball a lot on Sunday. Yeah, and what he did with the ball afterwards was what I was more impressed. It was great. With. But I was you're right. Anytime the ball gets thrown to him, I think he's gonna drop it right now. Yeah, I'm, I can't I'm to the point. I'm saying that about Odell back. When up. when Baker ba- drops back to pass, I just go, oh fuck, he's gonna throw an interception. And when it gets thrown to anybody for that matter, literally any quarter, any player, I just I think. Oh, Landry's pretty good at catching the balls. I mean, he's yes and no. I mean, and it's not even the, it's not even the receivers. It's more so it's gonna be an inaccurate pass. Sure. So High, it's like low, they're outside, not catching yeah. it regardless of whose fault it is. Is it gonna be Baker's? Is it gonna be you know the receivers? Every time he throws a ball, I just think it's getting picked. Or it's going to be incomplete. <laughs> I don't think anything We're back positive to for this like team. I am. It, fans. It's bad, yeah, dude. It's fucking it. terrible. It ruins my week. It ruins my day. I go to work on Mondays and I'm just dreading, not dreading. I'm like pissed off listening to local sports radio and I'm just, just punch like random coworkers and you get I think there. about it. <laughs> I'm just like these fucking bum Browns. God damn it! Nothing changes with these fucking idiots, and it is just infuriating. So. You know, uh, I think it is safe to say Freddie Kitchens is on the hot seat. I think it's also safe to say that Baker Mayfield should be on the hot seat. Figure your shit out. This is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. If if you don't have your shit together, and maybe I am a little too quick to pull the, pull the, the, the plug, but the way Baker's been playing, it's been god-awful. 
Call it like it is. Stop coddling these players because you're a fan. Call it like it is. Baker's played like shit. He deserves every bit of scrutiny that he's gotten so far. That can be said for everybody else on the roster. Every coach, everybody. Our defense is shitty. They can't tackle worth a fuck. Uh... Uh, you know they're out there. You might not want to say that in the air. People might come after you. I'm not worried. I'm a tough cracker. I don't give a fuck about what anybody says on you Twitter. Sure you might have to miss two days of work. Yeah, I'm, I'm not Dustin Fox. That fucking pussy. Um, shots fired, by the way, at Dustin Fox. Yeah, that, if you that ever listen dude. to this, yeah, fuck you, if you don't know what I'm talking about. I'll I'll fill you guys in really quick. So Dustin Fox tweeted about Jermaine Whitehead. You know his tackling was pathetic. He said something like that on Twitter. Jermaine Whitehead after the game searched his name on Twitter and just started tweeting at anybody that talks shit to him telling them he's going to give them the smoke and like he's using all this fucking ghetto lingo. I don't even know what half of it means. Tell, calling them blood he and shit like that. Bang, bang. Basically, yeah, die, he's basically die. threatening to shoot people and then he's calling everybody that's white a cracker. So he, he sent one of those tweets to Dustin Fox. Told him like, you don't want none of this smoke blood, like blah, 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 you cracker, this, that, whatever. So again, Jermaine Whitehead's Twitter got deleted. His or account got suspended. He, he got cut from the Browns, blah, blah, blah. Long story short. But... To the guy, Dustin Fox, who works for 92.3 locally here, radio, Dustin Fox, I thought, like, Monday was going to be a good episode. I was excited. I turned it on at 2 o'clock, and I never listened to that show, but I wanted to hear what he had to say, and I'm like, oh, he's not there today. That sucks. Nope. Adam ran it by himself. And then two days later, I, I see a news article this morning, and it goes, Dustin Fox returning to work after uh, going dark on Twitter, after Twitter argument with whatever. I'm like... Are you fucking some some shitty Browns player called you a cracker and you took two Dude, days off got, of work and went he, dark on he Twitter? Got ate up by people. People are posting the, that meme or GIF of like the uh, Secret Service like limo yeah. being ran down by like uh, Secret Service guys running around. It's like Dustin shouldn't have to work today. God, that's so fucking that's embarrassing, dude. You fucking I, you took off work because a guy tweeted at I, you. A what keyboard the fuck? warrior? Like you're that sensitive. That's pathetic. Truthfully, that's and, literally and embarrassing. Dustin Fox is a big dude. I he mean, was an ex-football player. He's a big dude. Like he, he can't sucked. defend himself. He sucked. But yeah, he, he did. He's probably a little bit better than Jermaine Whitehead. I mean, at athletically, least, he's better than probably both you and I. At least Dustin that. Fox got drafted. Sure, absolutely. sure, that's true. But yeah. but how are you not you're not you're afraid of a safety? Like yeah, well, I I didn't listen today. I don't know if <clears throat> you did. I I did. I missed the first part of it. Okay, but supposedly he did go into the he addressed reason it a little bit. Missed it. Oh, why he missed? And there is a rewind app. I don't know. I'm not going to be. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't all care enough. Shouts out to 923 the fan now. Ken Carm, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, no, I, know. I mean that's fucking. I'm but sorry, honestly, yeah, he went into an explanation. I missed it. I don't know what it no, was. No, that's embarrassing. But that's fucking what's embarrassing. Even more embarrassing is that when I was listening to it, if there were fans calling him, like, "Oh, we support you." Of course, because I bet there were a thousand others that said, "Like, yeah, I want to get on the air. I want to tell yeah, Dustin he's a faggot." Like, nope. And then they're like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> Positive thoughts only today. Yeah, I want to tell Dustin he's being a little pussy, and they're like, uh, "Call back tomorrow. We're gonna let that one go," but. Yeah, so if that's the case, if he literally took off work because of a fucking tweet, that's fucking that's one of the pussiest things I've ever heard of. But more power to him. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, I hope he survives. I told Kyle earlier, hashtag Crackergate2019. <laughs> I hope Dustin Fox survives. I hope he could check in safe on Crackergate2019. Mark safe from Whitehead today. Yeah, that's fucking that's pathetic. <laughs> uh, anyway, enough about the shitty Browns. Um, <clears throat> let's let's talk about how bad they're gonna lose next week because it's time. Four pickums. So Kyle is down. I'm up seventy-two to sixty-five. This is for the massive punishment. I made a uh, I made a comeback last week. One point. Yes. Well, actually, before we get into this, let's just let's talk about the task at hand. So Kyle did lose the World Series bet. Oh, we can't. No, we're doing after. We're doing a. Oh, I thought we were. Just, we no, we're going live after announcing it on live. 
Oh, are we going yeah. live video today? Yeah. After after the episode, we'll go live and announce it to everybody. Oh, all right. News to me. Didn't know that. Never mind. I'll bite my tongue. All right. How's that news to you? I literally said it to you in a in text today. I must not have you don't pay really paid attention. attention to anything. No, I really don't. All right, then. Anyway, so let's get into picks. So it is 72 to 65. I am up right now for the full season. We do not have our final punishment for this done, but we have some ideas. Um, so let's get into it. Um, hang on. I'm reading. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. All right. My bad. <laughs> well, see, I was, I was texting about the other thing. I overlooked it. I overlooked it. That's what I do. Um, like my wife. What text message? I don't know. The big sentence I just wrote. I do that all the time. Tara, we literally bitched earlier today. She, I asked her to get milk the other day, and I come home today, and there's milk in the fridge. And I'm like, why didn't you fucking tell me you're going to the store? She's like, I told you I was going to get milk today. I'm like, no, you didn't. Which she probably did. did. She? I just, uh, I don't know. I didn't look, but I'll, I'll argue till I'm blue in the face. <laughs> yeah, because you're never wrong, so it's okay. never. At least, at least she admit it. Um, all right, so let's get into picks here. And I even um, posted our Facebook page. We're gonna go live afterwards for an announcement. Oh, I didn't even Gosh, see that. You are failing at this job. I, I do it. Well, like, I was at another another job earlier, so I don't really read things too much when I'm at work. <laughs> at any rate, we have Thursday Night Football, Snooze Fest, Los Angeles Chargers against the Oakland Raiders. I'm actually, I'm a big Phillip Rivers fan, but overall for this game, I might flip it on for a couple minutes. It doesn't yeah, mean not. much to me. Um, the way they played the other day, Los Angeles Chargers look kind of legit, but Oakland, for some reason... Has been pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, I hate to admit it, but Oakland's actually played pretty decent. Yeah, they're actually playing above what I thought they would even do this year. They honestly. Um, so with that being said, I'll pick first, just so Kyle and I aren't. Uh, unless you want to go first, I don't want to take any we'll thunder. Go every from you. other. You pick this first one okay. first. I'm gonna go with the Chargers. I like Philip Rivers. Yeah, I'm gonna try to gain some ground here. Okay. I was already. I was going Oakland anyways, but I'm gonna go Oakland. Okay. Perfect. All right. That leaves us to Detroit at Chicago. Kyle, go ahead. So this one, if you'd asked me beginning of the season who I thought was going to win this one, I would have said Chicago hands down. But Chicago's played like shit the last couple of weeks. Agreed. Um, I honestly, I'm going Detroit. I think Detroit. I am too. I think Detroit's pretty legit. Absolutely. I think Matt Patricia got one full season with that team, and then now he was able to like really establish himself in year right. two. And Detroit's no joke. No, I'm maybe, being Matt honest. Stafford's playing a hell of a. They have a hell of a running back when he's healthy. Um, and the and the wide receiver, um, their defense, their defense oh, yeah, is yeah, really good. Sure. Which Detroit, around, you don't think that all around they're doing well. Matt Patricia, he's going to be one of those rare yeah. Belichick tree guys that's they actually going to pan something. out. Yeah. Might pan out. Uh, I guess you kind of put me in a pickle here. Baltimore, Cincinnati. <laughs> I get the pick. I wonder who I'm going with. <laughs> well, we'll both say we're both picking Baltimore. Baltimore that one's pretty easy. Yeah. That's a given. I'll give you that one. Um. Next up is Cleveland Buffalo, but we'll save that one for the end. Yeah, I'll save the last one. Yeah. Okay, so we'll do uh, Kansas City at Tennessee. Battle of the backup quarterbacks. Who you got here, Kyle? No, he's cleared. I think uh, Mahomes. Yeah, I think Mahomes clear full practice right now. I was going Chiefs regardless. Yeah, so I mean I am too. Okay, but he I, think I didn't he know is, that he is full practice right now. I just saw it's good to know for fantasy purposes. I saw a thing before coming over here that he was. Uh, then we have Atlanta, who is really bad. They're they're going to be in a fire sale at the end of the season at New Orleans, coming off a of bye week. Um, I'll pick first, I guess. I think it's going to be a consensus New Orleans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that team, what, what a what a fucking coaching job by Sean Payton. I yeah, mean, the Saints to not are lose scary. a fucking game with, with uh, your starting quarterback. Yeah, right? Teddy Bridgewater and, looking and good. And if he gets, gets hurt, you know you have a good backup to go to. Wow. Must Here is the prison inmate game of the week. New York versus New York. Jets and Giants. <laughs> this is a shit show. Oh, your friends from New York must be loving this one. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, Jets are technically the home team, so I wonder if any of them are going to go to it. I'm sure they could get tickets for free. 
Uh, and the Jets looked like fucking shit last week. Yeah, you want to pick first? Yeah, I'm going to go Giants. I am too. Yeah. Jets were fucking... Jets yeah. just lost to the fucking <laughs> Dolphins. So. We shouldn't talk too much shit because we might lose to them in Oh, there's weeks. a good chance we are going to lose to them, 100%. <laughs> but I, I will go with the Giants here. I think Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and all those motherfuckers have a bounce-back game. Uh, Arizona at Tampa Bay. I am going to go with... I think Tampa Bay is a little Jekyll and Heidi. But I do think this is a long travel for Kyler Murray in Arizona. I think Tampa Bay held their own against Seattle, had to go into overtime. But I think that's going to kind of cost them. I'm going to go with Arizona. Yeah, I was going to Arizona too because I think uh, Kyler Murray has been like the surprise player this year. Um, he's got some of that offense kind of going, but they're playing pretty well. For what he's a little undersized quarterback, number one overall pick from Oklahoma. Who's having a pretty decent rookie year? So I think if if so get out what you can get out of him this year. If the year. dominoes start falling the way they are in Cleveland, <laughs> Kyler Murray is going to be a fucking bum next year. We're talking this year, so he's going to yeah. Break so he's going to look good on he's Sunday. He's going to break the rookie record this year. So uh, Miami at Indy. I'm personally, regardless, even if Brian Hoyer's starting, I'm going with Indy. Yeah, absolutely. There's so no, I can't pick Miami for anything, especially back to back. Are you yeah. fucking crazy? No, there's no <laughs> way. How can you do that? The world ends if Miami wins back to back games. Uh, then we have, <clears throat> excuse me, Carolina at Green Bay. Uh, Did you hear Cam Newton? I Cam Newton, IR. They're saying Cam Newton might have played his last game. Um, they're thinking because of his contract, they might just cut him at the end of the year. Oh, for Carolina? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I could see yeah, that for yeah, sure. Absolutely. I could see that. I don't blame um, him one bit. What's he done lately for them? If, if that's me, the move on. Exactly. Uh, Green Bay, in my opinion. I don't know if I was picking first or not, but Green Bay is one of them. Yeah, I think I'm going Green Bay at home. I think they have a bounce back game because they look like shit last week. I can't believe how bad they look last week. It's crazy. But, I mean, that's football. Any given Sunday. It's a good movie, by the way. Very good movie. Uh, LA Rams at Pittsburgh. I'll pick first. Uh, Pittsburgh's actually been winning by flukes the missed fucking field goal last week to get that win and pittsburgh Dude, fans acted like they just won the super Finitary bowl missed that hey I laces can't. were in i mean that wasn't his fault at the end of the day <laughs> so, i'm, go- I'm so going with the rams laces out memes last week there's a lot great. so the rams are coming off a bye week i think they're going to go and take yeah. on an, uh, a youthful pittsburgh i think it, it'll be a decent game but i think sean McVay is going to come out ahead so i'm going with the rams um yeah i think Gurley's going to have a pretty good game this week against that that run defense i'm going with the rams and then we have Sunday Night Football. Go figure. Dallas is back in the fucking prime time again. It's Minnesota at Dallas. I think Minnesota is a very good team. I think that they uh... – or do you want to pick this one? I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, well, I'll just finish what you're saying. I think Minnesota is a great team, but I'm going Dallas. Okay. I'm uh, going Minnesota. Yeah. Anytime Dallas has had a real opponent, they've shit the bed. Yeah. They only beat bums. Minnesota's a real team. I'm going with Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going Dallas because I, I figured you're going to pick Minnesota. i got to catch up another game here. Perfect. And then Monday Night Football, this is a fucking good one. We have Seattle at the only undefeated team in the league, San Francisco San Francisco 49ers. Pretty fucking good. So I know we're, they're 8-0. Yep. I, I got to ask, are they a legit 8-0 team? I was going to say no the first like five weeks of the season. And then the more I watch them, I'm like, they're fucking great all around. Yeah. So for me personally, I'm going San Francisco. Yeah, yeah me too. They're, uh, I think I, they're legit. I have to say the same thing. You know, after we played them, of course, we're going into that game thinking we're going to beat them. Um, after that game, we're like, this might be a legit team, even though nothing really to gauge them against. But yeah. they did have a pretty easy schedule. Yes, but, but no. even though they've, they they started to have some tougher <laughs> opponents and they've still looked very good mm-hmm. and they've dominated every side of the ball and adding Emmanuel Sanders, I'm not a Jimmy Garoppolo fan personally. I think he will be their demise. I think they could. they have the type of talent to win a Super Bowl, but when it comes down to when they need a quarterback to make a play, yeah. I don't think Jimmy G is that kind of player, personally. I've right. never been a fan. 
So but they got so many weapons on that team. They, right, their two running backs are they got Kittle, they got fucking Emmanuel you Sanders see Kittle's now. Injury, Soto. Did you watch a game last week? No. So I legit thought the dude tore an ACL. I mean, I've I've seen a couple of them tore in my lifetime. But he took a knee shot that bent his knee inwards, and he basically somewhat limped off the field. Like you thought he was done. Yeah. Then he comes back out, basically kicks the leg out, runs it off on the sideline, comes in and has uh what eighty yard. Yeah, he had a pretty catch. good game for. Uh, he's, yeah. he's on my fantasy team, so it's let's crazy. hope he's healthy. Um, but no, so I, I think San Francisco is pretty legit, and. I think this will def- definitely be a great test, but I think the one thing that's going to hurt Seattle is it's a road game for them. Yeah. So I'm going to give the edge to San Francisco. Yeah, but San Francisco They're going to stay undefeated. playing out of their mind, too. And uh, so with that being said, we will head to our final game, Buffalo at Cleveland. Um, I'll go first, just because it's easy that way. Uh, until they prove me wrong, I'm not picking the fucking Browns again, so I'm going with Buffalo. Yeah, every week I've – I think I've picked the Browns pretty much every week. Almost. Um, like, we, we pick them a lot, and they just keep fucking us. I just – I want to say, yeah, this is the week that they're going to come back and they're going to win. And I gonna- thought it, it, we couldn't beat – we looked like shit against Denver. And Buffalo, truthfully, has arguably the best defense in football. Yeah, Buffalo has a defense that's going to confuse the fuck out of Baker. And I don't think our, our defense is good enough to stop Josh Allen when he decides to start running it around. There, there, We're not going to be able to contain him. There's going to be more Buffalo fans in that stadium yep. on Sunday than our um, Browns fans, sadly, because they dropped the prices of the tickets. Can you blame them? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm going Buffalo for this one, too. All right. All right, then. Uh, nobody will hear this by the time we are going live, but if you somehow magically can listen to this episode within the next, the whole hour and 15 minutes within the next, like, five minutes, we're going live on Facebook, so check yeah. us out there. Well, I post that on Facebook for those who don't look at our Facebook page. Shout out to those who don't look at our Facebook page. She's Justin. talking about me. <laughs> I'm part of the Facebook page. I don't need to look at it. <laughs> what do I care? <laughs> uh, but no, we do have a special announcement going live here soon of the punishment of the MLB. Yes. We were, we were going to do a voting thing. Well, well, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to talk about this head live. Yeah. What is- we'll go, we're going live in a minute. So, all right, you motherfuckers. We'll talk to you guys again uh, next week. Anything, Kyle? No, I got nothing. All right. See you.